learn from you this Sabbath. God bless you, Reverend Brown. Thank you very much, Rabbi Jonathan Singer, my good friend. And I do not use that phrase as a matter of ministerial courtesy for Rabbi Jonathan and Rabbi Beth are true friends. Friends who are with you when you really need them most. And I can say without fear of contradiction that whenever there was a crisis in the community, whenever someone was wronged, slighted, or willfully hurt by the action of evil persons, Rabbi Beth and Rabbi Jonathan have always been the first voices that I've heard. I could go on all night enumerating the instances in which persons from our community or the universal human community were not treated fairly, fairly, excuse me, that they were not the first persons saying, what can I do? And most recently, during my recent bout with his illness, the first voice again that I heard in my personal challenge were the voices of Rabbi Jonathan and Beth Singer. Rabbi, Jonathan, you spoke about my attempts to be a voice of conscious goodwill, peace, justice, and inclusion for all. But I couldn't speak by myself. For I've always been encouraged by the chorus that I've heard coming from Temple Emmanuel saying, we are with you. Continue to stand for justice, continue to stand for peace, continue to stand for righteousness, continue to stand for love. And I shall always be indebted to you and Temple Emmanuel for all you've done to keep the voices, the prophetic, principle, purposeful, and practicing voices on the cutting edge. Tonight, I wish to remind you also that we've been speaking a long time as two communions. We are not Johnny come lately or Susie's come lately. Well, I relish the fact that Temple Emmanuel was founded in 1850 
and chartered in 1851. And Third Baptist, just one year later, on August the 1st, 1852, was founded on the observance of the abolition of slavery in the British West Indies by a woman, Eliza Davis. Isn't that instructive for us? I said, isn't that instructive for us? Oh, yes, it is. For Eliza Davis was not only a pioneer, was not only a woman of courage, but she was a woman who lived to be 103 years old. God had much work for her to do. And she stayed in the struggle until God called her home. And now, Temple Emmanuel, we are waiting for our friend and member whom you supported basically, Miss Kamala Harris. Vice President-elect of these United States of America, who also has the distinction of being the first woman to serve as Vice President of this nation. All of this happened because in great measure there were voices like Temple Emmanuel, Third Baptist, and Ebenezer, who stood as prophets, prophetess, priests, preachers, and people to say, we are not gonna let anybody turn us around from enabling America to be the America that the founding fathers in principle had in mind this nation becoming. You do know that it was Benjamin Franklin at the age of 81, who came out of that convention in Philadelphia in 1776. And someone said to him, what kind of a government, what kind of a government did you all create in there? A monarchy or a democratic republic? The story goes that Mr. Franklin responded, a republic, if you can keep it, a republic, if you can keep it. My friends, tonight, as Mrs. Brown and I prepare to go to Washington DC tomorrow to be the guest of President-elect Joseph Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. I leave you tonight with the challenge 
of us continuing to be the voice and voices in order that we will be able to keep this republic. Let us look forward and hope in spite of the desecration of the hallowed halls of Congress. Let us look forward and hope in spite of the untruths and lies that have been told, the alternative facts that have been fashioned by persons who ought to be pitied, who don't know that that prophet was right, who said, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. God deliver us from the fact that for nearly five years now, we have been overrun with, intimidated by untruths, lies coming from persons who should have been fulfilling what Mr. Franklin spoke of, and that is to keep a democratic republic going and not a monarchy or even an oligarchy, but indeed a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. We are on our way. We can do it. Just think about it. God has used personages from both of our communities, from the Jewish and black community, to be emblems and symbols of hope, transformation, and the keeping of this democratic republic. Think about Brother Frank down in Georgia, a Jew who was killed, lynched, assassinated years ago. Think about Ebenezer Baptist Church, where you have a young pastor there, my friend, Raphael Warnock. And then we have Brother Awesome, a Jewish background, who would be going into that Senate from a red state. This has all happened, friends because what Third Baptist and Temple Emmanuel have been about in terms of truth, justice, inclusion, and fairness is paying off now. And we ought to remind our children that no lie can live forever and that truth crushed to earth will rise again. And we are the emblems, the instruments, instruments we just sang early on lord prepare me to be a living sanctuary let me before ending hasten to say temple emmanuel and third baptist have been living sanctuaries that will enable us to keep our republic alive. What have we done? I'm delighted tonight to report that we have been first as Benjamin Franklin was, persons of enlightenment 
who have a passion for discovery. Do you know that my great-great-grandfather, Patrick Brown, though born an enslaved person in 1821, happened to have been born in a county that was named for Benjamin Franklin in the state of Mississippi. He was born in 1821. And thanks to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, another faith tradition, but they have the right hope and the right spirit even in these troublesome times. For Brother Romney has been basically the only senator who consistently stood up as a lone prophet out in the wilderness and spoke out against all of the Trumpism that has invaded this nation for the past several years. But the point I'm making is that through the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I came to know more about my lineage, my genealogy. That's why we should never put any people down because of their faith tradition as long as they're doing a good job, a great job, an honest job, a job of peace and justice. For when I got that book from them, those persons, though I knew that I was somebody because my father and my mother taught me that I was somebody and I was not better than anyone else, but it took the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints through technology and science to pull together the documents that verify that my great-great-grandfather Patrick Brown though born an enslaved person, I repeat, in 1821. But in 1880, 1880, Patrick Brown bought 150 acres of land and paid $700 for it. And they even had copies of the tax receipts. What was that land used for? It was not only used for eking out one's existence and taking care of one's daily bread, but oh, my heart leaped for joy when I discovered that there were some persons of another persuasion, another race, who joined with him and said, in addition to your hundred and 50 acres of land, we're gonna give an acre of land. And on that acreage, there will be built a school and a church that became the Bethlehem Baptist Church of Franklin County, Mississippi. Oh, just think about it, Temple Emanuel. We can keep this Republic going. When, like my great-great-grandfather, we keep a passion for learning, for enlightenment. That's why Back on Track program has been of inestimable worth and value so that we will ensure that more children will be able to learn, will be able to develop their skills, and indeed become 
a credit to themselves, to their families, and to the human race. So thank God you all have done it. We have maintained back on track these 30 plus years, now it's going on 34 years. And I'm happy to report tonight that under the leadership of Dr. Jonathan Butler, another Jonathan, we are doing great things. And we also have Miss Sweeney, who is a doctorate of education candidate from Baylor University, serving as an assistant director. And he's doing a great job, that is Dr. Butler, of building an inclusive team that should be applauded for it mirrors, it will reflect, yea, even the team that President Biden has brought together. That is indeed what America ought to look like when it comes to keeping our republic together. So we're on our way with enlightenment, but we have been engaged. Oh, Third Baptist and Temple Emmanuel are not just coming together for Dr. King's birthday celebration. We are not just ceremonial believers, but we are about the conduct of engaging people in great things. Think about it. Another person of Jewish origin, David Stoll, president of the San Francisco Conservatory of Music, welcomed me into his office five years ago. And I laid before him a vision of expanding the Charles Albert Tindy Academy of Music. And he heard me. And because of our engagement, we have gotten now 18 keyboards from the Correct Foundation, again, representing the engagement of Judaism and Africa, black and white. Gentile, Jewish, Catholic and all. That's what Dr. King was about, engaging everybody and not just coming together for celebration. But I thank God we can keep our re Republic going when we encourage one another and not be discouragers and not be about uttering negative things about those who are doing good. I park here to say, we need to pray for brother Franklin Graham. I've been praying a long time for him and I know the Lord is tired of hearing my prayers. Why should we pray for him? For this brother claiming to represent encouragement and love, Samaritan's purse, helping people in crisis but he's been on the wrong side of what we should be about politically in this nation. And he made within the last 48 hours, the unfortunate statement that anybody who voted for the impeachment of Donald Trump, those 10 Republicans should be likened unto being Judas, 
betraying Jesus. Just think about it. Here you have one representing the largest aggregation of Protestants in this nation whose enlightenment is not in his brain, who's in darkness, accusing people in a wrong fashion. In the first place, Donald Trump is not God. Donald Trump is not a prophet like Jesus. That was faulty logic. And secondly, secondly, to say that Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi did not have the courage or conviction, but like Judas had received some filthy lucre, some silver, some money. Why am I being this exact and direct? If we do not stop this kind of discouraging rhetoric, we will not keep this democratic republic. We will lose it. But Mr. Franklin and the spirit of my great-great-grandfather says we must keep before us enlightenment, engagement, and encouragement of one another. But also number four, we must have empathy and love for everybody. Empathy and love for everybody. And that's why it was so disheartening to witness Mr. Trump going down to the Alamo to the wall, celebrating, putting up a wall and not building a bridge that would bring people together. But it happened right before our eyes. And we need to pray for this brother. We need to pray for this country. We need to pray for those misguided people who are about to destroy our republic and ensure the maintenance of it, keeping it going, keeping it rolling through showing empathy and love for those children and anyone's children, wherever they come from around the world, who are deserving of sanctuary, deserving of succor, safety, and security. And finally, my friends, let us, as Temple Emmanuel and Third Baptist, be excellent in whatever we do. We have a good and great thing going. And if we keep it in play, if we keep it before the world, we shall restore our place among the leaders of the nations of this world. And God will be pleased with us. God will applaud us because we will have kept faith with the best of our faith tradition. And that is fulfilling what the Lord requires of us, but to do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with him. God bless you. Thank you so much for being instruments of keeping the Republic going. Amen, amen. We're about to all watch something so beautiful, so spectacular, but just before we watch that together, 
we want to thank you, Reverend Brown. You give us hope. You are filled with empathy and love. And together we can continue uh, to bring Dr. King's dream toward reality. And we just, uh, we can hold you in our prayers for a full, a refuah shalema, a total healing for you.